What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kyle, a.k.a. The Perfect Gentleman. And this is your boy Jay with the Suede Soul and the Velvet Vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones, Lob, Allball, Everything, Answer E, All of the Above, a.k.a. Snapple Facts. Mm. <laughs> 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 and we're back with another episode of Bourbon and Boy Shorts. Two single fathers, two single guys talking about love life and drinking libations. Yeah, where's the, oh. Who are, we, who are we inspired by tonight? Today, today we're inspired by your favorite uncle's favorite uncle, uh, Uncle Neris. And of course, you know, this is Uncle Neris was the gentleman who uh, created Jack Daniels, but didn't get credit for it, the black gentleman. So, got to support him. Snapple facts. Snapple facts, yeah. Snapple facts. They, they have a, a white whiskey. We're they call it a white that. dog, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I'm just trying to find that. It's hard to find. It's you know there's another year. Yeah, it's three it's, years. It's three years. Yeah, yeah. Is this one, I think uh-huh. they said it's- It's a 1940-something. Not earlier than that. I mean, uh, 1840. Yeah. Then there's, it might be at 1830 or something mm-hmm. before the air. Yeah, we need to we need to collect them joints. All right. But got that. Uh, you yes. can definitely pass me that if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but so uh, tonight, you good? You need to. I'm great. Yeah. How you doing? Everything good? Everything good, man. Okay, I'm good. You, you know, good? Yeah. I'm ready for the holidays. Not I, really. I can't but. wait, yo. Um, December 13th, we have our uh, another bourbon of vibes. Yeah. Um, this one is special. I guess. When, can I say it now? I'm gonna say it anyway. You, this one's gonna be sponsored by Duce. So come get your free pours. We confirmed that. That's not good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fly again, mate. <laughs> I, we just talked about the flyer. We didn't. Oh yeah. You know, I was confirmed the last oh, night. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I edited it. The only one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I'm like, she say stuff. Yeah. Like so so yeah. Make sure you check out. We're gonna have the Indigo Band, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. December 13th. Your favorite yes. DJs. Next December Friday. Fr- next Friday. Friday the 13th. Yes. yes, yes. So come get your holiday chairs to ugly sweater party. So bring your ugliest of ugly sweaters. Yes. Um, DJ Protocol on the ones and twos. Free, also, free Caribbean also, buffet. Right. Oh. Also next Friday, my kids is graduating. Shout out to Class 53, man. Shout oh, out to 53. Yeah. So free proud of them. Free state's finest. Yes. So they graduate. Unfortunately, the graduation is going to be like a travesty as far as travel-wise and everything like that because they want it on a Friday night at 6 p.m. at Morgan. Mm. It's tough. That's a tough. Mm-hmm. That's a tough ordeal. You got people the coming from PG. Christmas. You got people coming from PG, DC, all that area. So, either way, I'm I'm proud of the kids. Uh, 116 is going to graduate, so that's a wow. that's a good number, um, and I'm excited for them. So, without further ado, uh, I know you guys hear the the beautiful voice that's to my right and to my other right or in front of me or however you want to put it, but. Um, Yes, so I will let this uh, this this woman who has an S on her chest. I'll let her, you know, introduce herself, and um, we can begin this. Hey, everybody! It's Tori Rose. I'm West Baltimore's favorite candidate for District Seven, running for City Council. I'm also Tori Rose, the connector. I'm also the single mother of an amazing 11 year old, and I'm just grateful to be here with you guys tonight. Thank you so much for having me. And to my right. Mm-hmm. To my right, right. Hey, girl. <laughs> to the right, to the right. Did you ask for both hands? You yeah, asked for both That was something like, give me, give me, give me, give me. I got excited. Like, what's, what we doing? What we doing? <laughs> Come yeah. at me, bro. So, to the right, it's Kiana B. Jones, who uh, I'm glad to be here tonight to join the festivities. And um, so, who am I? I am entrepreneur, educator, and um, I don't know if I can still say I'm a single mom because you girl, know, you raised them kids by yourself because um, they you they know, is pretty grown. much all grown now. Um, so yeah, I'm just happy to be here and 
be entertained. And Single empty nester. Single empty nester. Yes. I got wow. your t-shirt. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to make that. Make yep. that Hashtag that. Mm, single empty nester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got years to go. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, when too. I get there, yo, seven years. <laughs> hey, I'm me too. Saying. Yeah, I know. My, my, I was the same age. Oh wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I'm gonna cheer y'all. It's yeah, a good I, w- I actually want to have more kids though. We can talk about that later. Oh. Right, that quick. Every connection went <laughs> blank. The phones packed <laughs> up. <laughs> right. I'm still here for it. So right. I, don't know. I need yeah. a god son. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a god so, <laughs> Tori, why don't you give us a little? Uh, quick bio again. Oh, yeah, we didn't do that. I'm so sorry. So, nice. thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Glasses up. Yes. And plastic Cling. up. Right. Cling. But, uh, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I want to sit. Wait a minute. It's, yeah, it's yeah. cool, too. It's refreshing. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, that's H- a commercial right there. H2O. <laughs> right. Every time I take a bite, what is it? Like a peppermint patty? Anyway, they actually have um, an interesting uh, mantra or whatever or logo. It Who's says, that? Pure water. Oh, do not disturb. Pure, pure water, perfect taste. Mm. Pure water, perfect taste. And so it's always funny when you get water. It always says something like more than just it's water. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. That's a lie, though. Pure water, perfect taste. There's tons of people who don't like Aquafina, but they believe it. So they believe it. I'm for it. It's branding. So it's branding <laughs> and marketing. Yeah. Cool, um, cool, cool. Speaking of that, so I do, yeah. Kiana and I share a marketing and PR small business. Um, it's called Behalf Connected Group. It is. Yes. And we have the awesome opportunity of reading tons of labels and <laughs> and doing research and helping small business owners, especially minority women uh, within the DMV, establish their market base, mm-hmm. uh, market themselves, brand themselves, and really just walk and operate in their bossliness. You know, um, I also mentioned that I am running for a city council, which is an upcoming election we're excited about. Primaries is in April. Um, so the early voting is going to start April the 16th. It goes for a week. And then we're going to ask everybody to meet me or beat me at the polls on April 28th of 2020. So I'm excited about it. And again, meet me at the polls. <laughs> Where should we start, Kyle? Um, she ran down her uh, resume, her list <laughs> he of accolades. He bio. Huh? He was like, bio it. Shit was going on over here. I seen it. So where should we start? Let's Let's start here. Um. Why? Why are you running? Oh my that's the goodness. easy. How long like is the show? Easy question. Yeah. How long is the show? But yeah, it's as long as you need it. Ah, uh, okay. We'll be. It's like SpongeBob. Three weeks later. And then we go to a noir after the episodes. But that's another oh, story. Oh, we love noir. So Shout my, out to Corey Brown. That's my happy Tony. place. Yeah. He's Corey's ducking us going coming on the podcast. Corey's Him and Tony. Family. But it's cool. You say y'all go there after the episode? Yeah. Oh, like when you leave, like yeah. after this. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, girl. So we done. <laughs> So Gloria's family, shout out to them. I actually had my 35th uh, birthday party there, so we can kind of go there. Had this 35th birthday party at Noor. We were excited. We booked the whole place, Mm. booked the place out, and bought, you know, almost 100 of my family members and friends in a place to say to them, I'm leaving my good government job. I'm walking away away from the six-figure income, Mm -hmm. and I'm running for city council. Oh, and I might even one day be a minister. (laughs) Right. Why I wear this cute dress and hair and, and makeup and all of that. And I think... Here we are now, almost exactly nine months. No, ten months. We just crossed ten months from that statement, and um, we've knocked over five thousand doors. We've reached all of these different people in the community. We've built strategic alignments, but none of that has brought my murdered loved ones back. Mm. So you asked why? Yeah. Why? Because Kiana is my cousin. My campaign team is filled with family members and friends and people who believe in me. 
But I most of all believe in God. I believe that if he allowed us to have almost 10 loved ones now murdered in this city, and most of them have been murdered in the community in which we were raised, then he will also raise up someone who has the heart to go and represent that same community at City Hall. Mm-hmm. And so I picked up the mantle. I always say pick up a napkin. My grandmother would say, if you see a need, you feel it. Right. She would say, so that's the napkin. You walk by the napkin, pick it up. And so I picked up the napkin, and we've been running ever since. I love that. Do you feel like, and this is always my my question to people um, that run for office, mm-hmm. any office, local office, state office, uh, national office, can you affect change without being in office? Like, do you, what do you, what can you do in a position that you can't do otherwise? That's such a good question. So actually, change normally happens more frequently outside of the office. So if we can be honest about that, I've been serving the community for years. I mean, if I pull 100 people together, I feed a whole community, that's change, right? It's Mm -hmm. a ripple effect. And then what you'll start to see is from those 100 people, they connect and they build out on their networks. And even that's how Tory Rose, the connector came about, like being a bridge and being that person who can springboard others. So change normally happens when the people are empowered to make it happen. The issue is legislative change and laws that need to be in place to sustain the community change doesn't happen mm-hmm. unless you're on the inside. And so what we need is the the emergence of both worlds working together. And I I don't see that. I mean, there's some communities I can say, you know, they really do have a good person that's advocating for them, mm-hmm. but the power is in the people. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter who you elect, if you don't have communities that come together, you're just going to have a bunch of laws, but who's going to carry them out, who benefits from them, and then who measures them and says, hey, this is now outdated and we got to go back because we messed up. Or we got to go back and update because now it's outdated and it no longer serves our community. So um, change is something that's inevitable and mm-hmm. it's forever evolving. All right. How do you feel about the, the idea that men serve for power and women serve to change? Is there a truth in that? Almost certainly. Why, Why do you think that is? Well, I- how, what, yeah, what is your vision of it? Or your, your outlook on on that. Well, I mean, the, if you just think about idea. the nature of men and women, right? Men, you know, if a man sees a house on fire, his first response is normally going to be, I'm going to run back in the building, right? If a woman sees a house on fire, she goes, wait, 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 there's K, there's J, there's who are, who's missing? It's just a different how we approach hmm. problems. And so when you don't have an equitable amount of both perspectives at the table, you start to see a shift in society, right? So I'll give you an example. We have 14 city council seats. Right now, only four of them are occupied by women. And this is the most we've ever had. But we're in a city where the numbers say that we're at 56% women. So there's a gross misrepresentation or underrepresentation of that perspective at the table. And so men... Politics have been a men's sport. You know, it's been a men, a man's dominated environment. I mean, just like everything else. So you think about the founding fathers. You think about the framers of our, our constitution. And it was always the men at the table because women belong to the men. And so now as a woman, as a black woman who is intelligent, but, you know, they also say I look like something. And <laughs> I struggle with being heard first and not seen first right and then what does that look like when I do bring substance to the table when I do have an idea that will add value but nobody wants to hear it it's almost like we fall right back into that just be seen and not heard and so we need more black women especially black and brown women to step up and say hey baby I can roll with the best of them Mm -hmm. 
so so you talk, you spoke about uh underrepresentation mm-hmm. not being heard mm-hmm. not being seen necessarily um did you experience that in the government cuz you mentioned having a you know leaving a good government job <laughs> six figure income so you somewhere around the GS11 GS12 maybe you're 14 serving at the Thanks. pleasure right right so um <laughs> did you experience that in the government so government is different, right? It's um, different branches of government, right? So not to, you know, I'm an American government teacher, so not to, like, bore you with this. So there's three branches of government. Um, the gov- the branch that I served in was the executive branch. Okay. And so we weren't fighting wars. You know, it wasn't like where DOJ or DOD or the FBI was. So when you're in these more service-based uh, uh, areas of government that are governed under the executive branch, you see more black and brown women. And mm-hmm. so it was a little different. I mean, the, our figureheads, our top leadership, a lot of times maybe was white, maybe was old. But I came into the government in 2007 where people were retiring and we were hiring in the thousands. And so the landscape was changing. That's about right. Yeah, that's right? Right. And so it's a little different because at, when I looked around, my peers looked like me. Um, even many of my leaders looked like me. The issue then became not uh, sexism or misogyny, but ageism. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because you can't have age discrimination unless you're at least 50 years old. And so as a young person coming in and saying, I can't get promoted, why not? And being told, because you ain't been here long enough. Whoa, 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 whoa. And so knowing that there was no law that was going to protect me because I'm on the wrong end of the age discrimination law, that's a problem. So I dealt with that for a while. Um, but no, I mean, I got promoted eight times in eight years. And be, and some of that was the grace of God. Others was just, I'm not going to be outwards. I'm going to set my mind to something and we're going to get it done. And no matter how hard you push me down, every time you push me down, I'm coming back. And so I was able to then, don't make me snap. Yeah, (laughs) two snaps. Right. And so then I became a mentor for other women in the federal government. And still today, people call me from all across this country and say, hey, is this still your number? Or they email and they say, you know, I'm having this issue or that issue. And how do I press forward? And, um, you know, I'm honored to still be that voice in that place. I know you spoke about, well, we were talking about how you, I'm going to ultimately ask you, how did you make the decision to leave? Yeah. Um, because Kyle and I are in, the, are in that transition phase mm-hmm. of, all right, we put getting our ducks in a row mm-hmm. until it's time to make that, that leap mm-hmm. and that jump. So we're still right. pr- pr- pursuing our professional careers. Right. But with all with the targeting up to make that jump as well. How did you know when to make that jump? Mm. Um. <laughs> the show is how long? Okay. So... <laughs> Two things. I, I think that the jump is a very individual decision, right? Even if you're in a partnership. So, like, my cousin and I have a business. We're in a partnership, right? I, it might be a man law violation for you guys to say y'all in a partnership, but you're in a partnership. Men. We grown men with kids. Right. So, it's okay. Yeah. So, you're in a partnership. And so, what happens is with Kiana, she found her freedom first. And she had experienced hmm. her exodus way before me. And so she then became like my go-to person when I was sitting in the car having an anxiety attack. First of all, y'all know I got ADHD. I'm like, what? Of anxiety attack and going through um, doubt and and issues of self worry and self uh, low self esteem. I mean, I'm managing people and I'm on stage and I'm training and I'm the lead of this and the lead of that and I'm on videos. And if you Google my name or use the internal intranet, you see me pop up. I shouldn't be afraid of anything. 
but I was scared out of my mind about walking away from the comforts of my job that every two weeks right I have a, a small person who likes meat on his bread and he'll tell you about it his father lives in a whole nother state I can't leave and so what it took for me I'm, I believe in God and I believe that God is real I started praying like God pick me up and throw me forward pick me up and snatch me I don't care how bad it got hurt but you gotta be careful when you pray like that right be, got, because it. oh my God it's <laughs> like a ripping and a yeah. tear and so yes well, I had a cousin that was murdered in January of 2018. It put me in a position of being extremely depressed. I was having anxiety. I couldn't go to work. But that was phase one of the exit plan. In April of 2018, Kiana sat down with me and said, okay, well, let's look at what your debt looks like because we are also financial coaches. So we teach people about their money. What's your debt looking like? How much do you really need to bring in? How many contracts do we have on the table? How many contracts can we bring in? Can we substitute? Can we sell uh, cakes <laughs> and pies? Can we sell cakes and pies? We in Baltimore. I need y'all to hear that. And we mean of the real kind, like the dessert variety. And so what can we do? And so April of 2018, we said within nine to 12 months, my debt would be in such a place my world would be in such a place that I could leave full time. And even if that meant liquidating an asset or cashing out on portions of my 401k or whatever that looked like, we had uh, um, portfolios and things that I could go to, we're going to go hard. Because I was 34, about to turn 35. What is. That's a real year, too. That's a real year. I just came, come out of my Jesus year. And so, what is the opportunity cost well the opportunity cost is the opportunity lost I could not sit and be 65 and think back on a time when I could have left mm -hmm. and had the fortitude and the strength and the youth to make that money back right and to also have made an impact I could not and I would say that all the time like I cannot be 65 and have a what if that's real that's, and that's what I'm, I'm starting to uh, to think about now yeah you know? But it's scary. Nobody tells you about that time. That first time you got to eat that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but you're craving for crabs. Like, <laughs> nobody tells you, like, that feeling. And you think it's not a real thing, but it is because the world's distractions come. You know, black dollars are the most heavily sought-after dollars, right? And so the consumerism, the marketing to black people, the travel, the trips, the weaves, the nails, the crabs. Hey, the, Miami. Hey, Miami. <laughs> the Ravens going to the flued Super out. Bowl, right. getting flued out. out. It was a hot girl's summer like you guys don't understand and so if you're not mature you will get distracted and so I remember the first time I said to her I think I need a full-time job and she was looking at me like what nah you need to work the plan and so have a plan right and then you really need to figure out like what could you do if all else fails and I'm gonna be a hundred because I don't know no other way to be I door dashed and I loved it. Mm -hmm. She'll tell you, I'd be like, girl, I'm on my way. I went and bought a DoorDash shirt. <laughs> I had a DoorDash bag. Shorty, I was cute with my hair up and my little bun. And I jammed out. And I would see people out that knew me. And they thought I was crazy because I started DoorDashing in my BMW. And they like, yo, this chick has lost her mind. <laughs> and I was walking in my freedom. That's real. I got rid of the BMW. I drive something more economically 
feasible in this season because right. I ain't worrying about what these people think of me. You only use the seats in the car anyway. I the mean, seats nah, on the CD player. Nah, nah, that ain't true. I use every aspect, every <laughs> right. inch of my car. I use the uh, the trunk, the hood, right, the right, roof. Right. That's very I'm joking. <laughs> so when you was door dashing, did you steal fries? Because my mother has a friend, one of her homegirls who door dashes and Uber <laughs> did you eats. see my eyes? And she like goes in people's bags. Yo, that is so disgusting. Yeah. That is disgusting. My grandmother flipping her grave. Nah, yeah, I would never I do know, nothing like that. And let me tell you, because of your mother's friend, yeah. they staple all the bags now. They, they staple yeah, them. Yeah, they yeah, tape yeah. them down. Don't ever admit that to nobody. I know. I know. The Aquariuses are disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> they get so much fries. Yeah, nasty. Like, I'm like, That's why I stopped. You know, yeah, you, I'm a, you know we used right. to order all the time. That's why I stopped ordering. I'm well, like, you can order again because they tape everything down. Now. All right. So you spoke about, well, this is, you spoke about prayers. And this was a question I was just thinking about. I wanted to ask you just off on one anyway. Um, you alluded to it, but go into it. What do you do when your prayers get answered? What do I do? Yeah, and, you know, you know, universal. You or you specifically, like when you, when, you, when, you, when you pray about something, and your prayer finally gets answered, then what? So it's interesting because praise <laughs> to shout hallelujah. It's interesting because I think um, I am much more used to my prayers being answered. Like I sit in an expectation of God. Mm. And so it's a, energy too. it's a totally different energy. So I don't expect him to be a miracle worker every time I need five dollars. No, I'm not saying that. But my upward relationship is no different than my relationship with my mother, and my father, you know, any parent. Right. And so I expect my mother to be kind to me. I expect it. I expect her to care about my well-being. I expect her to call me and say good morning. I expect her to do the things that help my world. So it's more so what do I do when my prayers are not answered right because if I'm waiting for something and I'm thinking God I heard you clearly and I'm I'm being obedient and I'm you know trying to just walk in a life in a light that represents you and it didn't happen I don't get angry with him I go into understanding that wait is an action word and so while I'm waiting what did I miss you know kids I, I, look I will drive you crazy I'll be like nope plot twist it's a plot twist we're gonna go back and then i'll go back and some of it is not his timing or some of it is not my development because he's not petty to the point where he would give you something to set you up to lose it mm. and so because our time and it's not his time when my prayers are not answered it's time for reflection and, and inflection and introspection and all those sections right because he wants us to live well like the word says not to Drink and turn this water into wine, but well, the word the, the says sin is, is drunkenness. Not I ain't worried about that. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I ain't worried about that. I was joking. So, the, but the word says, like, I know the plan I have for you, and it's a plan to prosper you. And so, if you believe that the devil is real, and you believe that the story of the virgin, and you believe all of this stuff, you gotta believe the, those things too. That he wants you to live in the world with the fullness there of the world. So, why would he not answer my prayers? So that's kind of how I operate, and it gets hard because my faith gets weary sometimes I get tired and then you have to go back and say all right daddy look can you increase my faith and mm -hmm. enlarge my trust in you or help me see you in a different way um, because if I don't get to see him with my spiritual eye my physical eyes will betray me every time mm. makes sense it makes perfect sense okay. so and to that how do you transition into the ministry what do you mean <laughs> I just <laughs> What do you mean? Like into the, into the pulpit? How do you make that decision? I haven't into? transitioned yet. Okay, okay. I did you? Said did that. No, did you have a precursor no, conversation? I'm just asking. She's no. just pushing me and pulling me. Get in there and preach. Yeah, you said Google. 
Google works correct. Yeah, yeah, Google works, yeah. It does. The streets is real, yeah. The streets is real. And so, the streets is talking. What you saying, if it ain't there, they'll make something up. They'll make something up. I'm so... Can't make that up. Can't make that up. So, um... I think ministry girl. I seen some them videos. Okay, so I think that uh, ministry is truly how you live, Mm. right? Mm. And so um, I can remember being a little girl. Like I lived on Payson Street. That's where my family. You know, we we were raised, whatever. And I can remember this wino, and he used to like fuss and cuss and then pray and speak in tongues, right? And so as a little girl, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Until I became that person. <laughs> both can be true. Because both can, can exist. Both and, existed in the Bible. And you know. both existed in the Bible. Both will continue to exist. So how do I transition? Um, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer that. Can I come back to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank we'll, you. We'll, we'll come back to that. So you, you, you grew up on Sisson Street? No, Payson. Payson Street. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your childhood like? Because you talked about the first time, you, you know, when you f- pursuing your dream. Um, you have to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm. Or you may not have peanut butter. You may not have jelly. Mm. Or you may have just both of those in a spoon. Right? So, <laughs> Baby, they the best kind. Yeah. You'd be so, so excited so, sucking on that spoon. No, that's, that's real. So how was your childhood? Because as some, you know, as we've been talking about chasing our dreams and, you know, there are going to be times where you may not have mm-hmm. uh, uh, overflowing uh, things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, and depending on how you were raised, mm. you know, I think back. I, I remember the refrigerator not being really full. Right. So I don't never want to have a refrigerator not full. Right. Because it makes me feel bad because of a time you right. know, growing up. How did you grow up? Um, so teenage parents, abusive dad, um, given to my grandparents very early. Mm. So my grandmother died when I was eight, mm. which left me in the house primarily with that one cousin that I just mentioned that was murdered. So him, his brothers, his father, my grandfather, and my other uncle. So I was the only woman in the house, right? Uh, my mom was really just trying to figure out who she was. Yeah. And it's hard what I understand now about parenting. Like, parenting is so political, especially. How? So, back in our day, we were growing up in the 90s when it was body more, you know, the wire and all this stuff is about the 90s, right? And so there was um, an understanding that New York guys were coming here. The drug game was real. You have a daughter, clothes are changing. You know, they were starting to make the little spandex and things for little girls. You. As an eight-year-old and nine-year-old, you could already tell if your child is going to have a shape or not, right? And so you have to figure out how to parent your child without persecuting your child, right? Because she can't help her. Because she can't help whatever curve or if she's a cute, she got a cute face. I've always been obviously fair skin, light skin, whatever, long hair. And so my mother being like a very fair skinned person, redhead with freckles, coming from a biracial family, she wanted to protect me, but the politics of protecting your daughter becomes persecution sometimes. Go sit down somewhere. Don't do this. Don't. So she resented me. And so now my mom is not in, really in the picture. Um, my grandfather is getting sick. The house is getting dirty. It's the hood. You know mm-hmm. how that goes, right? Mm-hmm. You outside in the summer from sun up to sundown. You go in the house, change your clothes, you come right back out. And I'm talking 9, 10, 11 years old. And so I learned to fight. I learned to do everything that you know the hood teaches you, right? But I also was very smart. Mm-hmm. And so about 11 years old, my cousins would go, uh-uh, no, not you. Go, you go sit, sit somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because they understood, like, there's something different about her. And so even though some of those cousins have been murdered, some of those cousins are in jail, and some of them are doing very well, I'm forever grateful for their sacrifice because they died so I could live. And you got to understand that, like, that's the best 
reflection of Christ, right? That type of mm. love. Like, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to fight so my cousin won't get locked up because she's about to go to Western. They knew I was going to Western before I knew I was going to Western. That was a big deal. That's a big it deal was a huge deal, That's right? Deal. And so uh, my father came in and kind of was able to finagle back into my world because I got burnt really bad at 11. So it burnt second and third degree burns. Uh, leg was all messed up, had to go through therapy, learn how to walk again, all of this stuff. So my father comes in and says, wait, my daughter is not being uh, tended to, right? She's living in her mother's father's house. She's running the street. I'm the more fit and suitable parent. The courts took me and gave me to him, which, you know, is normally hard because there's an idea really that hard, women, in the 90s, right, in right. the 90s, right? And so, but then my father was extremely abusive, mm. And so now, I yeah, I'm not eating chicken boxes for dinner. I'm not cooking. I'm not, you know, running around with the pit bulls because I had cousins. We were raising pit bulls in the, the back. You know, all of that, right? Let them, let them loose and run from them. Facts. That's actually how I got burned. So the little cousin, my little cousin, the one I just mentioned, uh, was five years younger than me. So if I was 11, he was like five or six, right? And so he let the dogs out. And they were running through the kitchen and I was making tea. And so all of that, I got burnt. And so my father comes in with this six figure income, pharmaceutical rep, dressing in suits. You know, he's everything that a father should be on paper, but he's traumatized from his own childhood. Right. He got PTSD. His mother has had mental health issues and he was wearing me out, beating the fur off of me. And so now he's, Six one, two hundred and ten pounds. I'm like eighty pounds. Sheesh. You know, and so now I got bruised ribs and, you know, a broken toe and all of these different things. And I'm hiding these things because at this point, you get to a point even in your childhood where you're just tired. Mm-hmm. And I can remember being a, a kid that was just tired. Like, yo, I'm done with this. Like, God, if you're gonna take me home, just take me home. And I can remember also believing that God didn't exist. Because there's no way like I'm going through all of this and I'm only this amount of age you know Mm -hmm. years old and so long story short uh my father beat me real bad one night real real bad it was crazy and i remember praying like god i'm gonna kill him oh i'm gonna kill dude i'm gonna kill him in his sleep i know where his gun is he's a my father at the time was an extreme um conservative republican right because he was a black guy who was making money who didn't think Yeah. yeah didn't think in the 90s who didn't think that um you know, welfare should exist or the... Un- Once you hear the tax break, it, you think twice, though. That's real. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do until you understand that there are so many systems in place mm-hmm. to say who win and who don't win, right? And so I remember thinking, I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to kill him. And then fear came. And it was like, well, what happens, you know, I'm like 12. If he wake up. If he wake up or if he don't die or I don't really shoot him or whatever. And so I remember having this conversation with God and saying, Lord, if you really exist... Send me a blessing because I'm going to kill myself was my thought process. 12 years old, seventh grade, Cockeysville Middle. And I wake up the next morning. Yeah, wake up the next morning, put on all these clothes to cover the bruises, go get myself together, go stand on the bus stop, and the bus never comes. Hmm. Now, as an educator, can you imagine how crazy that would be today if one of your buses doesn't pick up 35 children? Can you imagine, like, the panic? Yeah. So 7 o'clock, 7.30 comes, 8 o'clock, 8.30 comes, 9 o'clock. We still on this bus stop. My father has not left for work. It's like a creepy, crazy day. 
And then by 945, here comes the superintendent, not superintendent, the uh, the person that manages the bus routes mm-hmm. and the principal and all of this stuff because they cannot account for these 35 children. And so they get us on the bus. They get us to school. We get there. We're in like the third period. It was gym for me. Mm. I was a cheerleader. See, so understand, like, I know the plans I have for you. The plans are to prosper you. Thus said the Lord. Doesn't matter if you're 25 or 55, right? 16 or 1, he Mm. knows. And so I get to gym. I'm a cheerleader. I think the team was like the Cockeysville Eagles. And our gym coach is my my cheer coach so she would let us practice our routines doing gym I won't change because I'm bruised up Mm -hmm. so now I'm about to get a demerit for the whole team so my teammates are tripping like yo what you doing what you doing start taking my clothes off and the one girl star shout out to star because she saved my life that day she snitched somebody was beaten I used to be Vicky at the time whole name full disclosure is Victoria don't ever call me that and so Harry Crown Vic. But, 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 right. <laughs> no, he's like Whoa. But Tori is on the ballot Anyway I digress And so um, That was it It started a whole CPS coming The police coming Them asking me Do I have any next <coughs> of kin I'm like yeah my mom They're like no your mother's deceased He had lied Said my mother was dead Like all of this Right And so to, to wrap this up Cause I, you know, like I, I want Noah food, but, um, <laughs> life has been some of the darkest, most isolated, most gloomy, most uncomfortable anxiety filled moments overshadowed by the goodness of God, like graciousness and happiness and yeah, all of that. So my mom got to come get me. I got to experience her pregnancy with my sister. I now have two younger sisters who are adults. Yo, life is dope. Because if you don't see the awesomeness, mm-hmm. even when you're going through, you can't appreciate it when you're on the other side. So like That's right real. now, I have some really dark things going on. We just lost Kiana's grandfather, who was my uncle. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, one of our closest friends, Tyrese, who was my, also my assistant, Lost her mother within a day. Personally, there's a lot happening with the campaign. I'm being ridiculed. But God, y'all, like, you know, you just, you have no choice but to, like, have joy. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, because when we are old and we're sitting back and you got your teeth and your brandy (laughs) and your bourbon, we'll go, remember that day? You remember that? You remember that year? You remember when Tori popped that person in the face? You remember that? You know. So you take the goods That's with the real. bads because the goods always outweigh the bads. So District 7 is what? Sandtown, like Pennsylvania Ave, uh, uh, Shake and Bake. Uh, so no, Shake and Bake is three blocks out of the district. But uh, but north of it. North of it. Okay, so uh, St. Peter Claver is a is a Catholic church in mm-hmm. that area. Every second Saturday we feed the community. What street is that on? It's, uh, it's where that little pond is. So you got, it's a side street. Pressman? Is it Freeman. Fremont? Fremont, sure, Fremont yeah, yeah. and Pressman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we know that. I didn't know that was the name of it. That's right there where no, we've been in the church several no, times. No, no, no boundaries. No they, their yeah. offices in the, in the basement. Rectory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, See, I'm really from there, y'all. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so being being able to have a, a really good interactions with people in your district, mm-hmm. how do you? How will you? Or how do you relate your experiences? Because from listening to just a portion of your story, I can mm-hmm. tell like you you probably relate to everyone in some capacity within your within your district how do you but 
when I see your name on the ballot, when I see you walking and sh- shaking hands, kissing babies, I may not, I may not, I may or may not be able to get that from you. How how do I get that? So from you? how do you share that? Politics should be relational. Mm-hmm. It should definitely be like you can reach out and touch your elected officials. It's not like that. And so, unfortunately, um, until you have a conversation with me, most people just don't know. And so the last 10 months have been like overcoming these stigmas of who they think I am. Right. And so I'll give you a joke. I'll give you an example. So I told you I was burnt as a child. I had to go through like, you know, physical therapy, whatever. So my legs sometimes be real dumb. My knee might pop up, whatever. Right. I've also had two knee injuries because I think cheering is a sport. But anyway, I've danced. I've cheered, you know, all of that. And so I walk in a way like this right mm-hmm. and I walk very uprightly okay and I've been told there's an air like chick you walk with that's an most air. western girls though it is thank you for that <laughs> and bougie and we appreciate that, that. that's why, that's why it's poly guys love them <laughs> exactly but I'm gonna tell you what I'm really just trying not to fall <laughs> I'm really like <laughs> left right left right one two one two am I lying so you walk like uh, Catherine Jackson I don't even know what that is. Who's Kathy Jackson? Michael Jackson, mama. Oh, oh, baby. Or Kathy Hughes. Yeah. And so, Katie. Katie. And so, because of that, can you imagine a woman who is about to be evicted? She lives in Gilmore Projects. Mm -hmm. She sees me come in. She sees me with this. She's not going to think I'm anybody she want to talk to. Mm -hmm. And she's not going to think I'm any different from anybody else. And so knowing that we set out to touch everybody where they were and where they are. And so, no, I'm not asking you to come to me. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to pull up. We didn't pulled up, pulled the grill out, St. Town, Winchester, called a couple of cousins who still live there like, yo, come over. Mm-hmm. Because some of it is also then people who know me, who are my family members and friends who still live in our communities, they got to advocate for you. People are so afraid to say, yo, that's my cousin, that's my people, and I vouch for her. And so now I'm holding those people accountable, too, because if they go and say, yo, that's my people, go talk to her. As soon as we talk, they're like, oh, yeah, she real relatable. Yeah, she real people. She, yeah. But you don't know. You can't judge a book by its cover. You also might not know that I just left Reservoir Hill or Hamden or Mondawmin or somewhere else, Coppin Heights or somewhere else where maybe someone was unkind to me. I'm human. Hmm. And I ain't save, save. Like, he working on me. Mm-hmm. And so you, I'm still, girl, I'm saved, but saved. Like, I'm getting to heaven, y'all. I just ain't going to have a front row seat. Fast. I'm going to have a crown. I ain't going to have not one jewel in it. Not right now, honey. Working on that. Working on the jewels. And so people have to give people grace. You just, you cannot expect for somebody to go from being an average person minding their black-owned business to then running for office, and now they got all the answers, and they know everything, and they're the best person ever. It doesn't work like that. But I will work for you. Right. And so even the people who have come for me and said this and that, they know I'm going to work for them. I don't get to pick and choose. But, you know, we, we come from a – good? Yeah, I'm sure. Just, yeah. just waiting on Yeah, time. I was. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you always but, on time. It's crazy. But you know, they we, got these weird little things. That's how we are. It's so <laughs> yeah, funny. Probably. But, you know, we, we come from a, a city that is is a really like a non-trustworthy city, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially when it comes to politics mm-hmm. because we – and especially, I feel like, especially as black people, because we were always, like, watching TV, like, ah, oh, you know, he ain't shit. He just, a, right. he just in it for the money. Right, she right, ain't right, in it for right. the money. She right. ain't, she don't, you know, I see her down, da-da-da-da. Yeah. You know, she acting like she ain't want to, 
see me or shake my hand or right. you know I seen her at, at, at Mont Dominic and she right. walked right past it. Right. No pictures, no autographs. So yeah. it's be, being in your position, and it's kind of like uh, what's the guy's name? Um, that movie Head of State. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. with Chris Rock. It's Chris like, Rock. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah being an alderman, but like honestly, like watch that we you know when we see somebody we it's, it's almost like living proof you have to see somebody like really yeah. like really live like listen like you know my man had an ultima right. you know <laughs> it, he was really like riding sometimes riding a bike right. mm-hmm. you know he was like really in the street so when you when we have those people that you know the the you know relatability when we have those people that that we can like really see like all right maybe i'll give him a chance mm-hmm. and then you you just have to really sit down and actually like want to learn somebody and want to experience Mm -hmm. somebody but when you have this uh guarded you know Mm -hmm. presence about Mm -hmm. you and this is that's really the city Mm -hmm. that we live in it's very guarded yeah um it's it's hard to even like look a another black man in the eye and be like what's up without now i'm on defense immediately yeah Yeah. you know what's up even even working at you know retail i work at you know a retail store because i won't give the name don't get a name because i'm about to steal that jacket i'm coming for it I need one yeah, of them. Cause it's like, um, you know, they, they, they see that and, and you know, even a lot of people, even especially the, the younger generation, is mm-hmm. very they're very socially awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh due to, you know, social media, due mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. technology, they don't have to communicate right. uh face to face. They they can they're more comfortable communicating here. So mm-hmm. when you do make eye contact, mm-hmm. you do, you know, approach a person and not even really get in super personal space, but when you just approach them and say, you know, just customer service, hey, how you doing? You good? And everything mm-hmm. like that. There's no eye contact being yeah. made by the other mm-hmm. person. All of these things, like to me, if if I'm entrusting you with being our city council person, uh, councilwoman, excuse mm-hmm. me. Thank you for that. And, you know, I was going to correct you, but don't worry about it. I, not in front of everybody. <laughs> ma'am, I got this. Okay. I see. Give me no, a pam. Right. Come on. No, all right. So. Once, once you, you know, being in that position, you have to like kind of instill, you know, make people be socially awkward mm-hmm. to come out of their show and mm-hmm. want to talk to you. Oh yeah, because you can easily bring up any any subject that's relatable to them because you know they're so busy being here. Once they yeah. look up, and it's like, hey, yeah, I'm I'm still here. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going anywhere. And especially that's with the, the kids that I work with, I I try to get them. I would say the first two weeks when they all got there, a lot of them I would talk to them. You know, when I walk up on them, I'm like, "I'm like, what's mm-hmm. up? How you doing?" All right, flexing. And the first thing they do is they go like this. Hey, I said, "No, no, no, no." I said, "I don't. Um, I'm not. I'm not raising no weak people. I'm not yes. raising no. I'm not raising no weak young man. Hold your head up." Mm-hmm. I said, "You strong. You a strong young man. You a young king. Hold mm-hmm. your head up. Mm-hmm. Talk. Look me in my eye when you talk oh, to wow. me. Yeah, look me in my eye." So they like, like me. but you. But even still, like the. They they can't they can't hold it for too long. They cut. Right. I said we're gonna work on that. Right, right. I said I t- I teach basics of how to just be a respectable man. Yeah. It doesn't young or old. I, but I'm trying to teach you how to be a respectable man because at the end of the day, you know, you need to learn in this society that you're gonna have to code switch. Mm. You know, even when I'm on the phone, they hear me on the phone. I had I had to get a haircut appointment, and I just talked to my barber. Like, hey, how you doing, man? Listen, um, if you have a chance, you know, can you check your books? And I'm talking very like this, and 
yo, yo, why you talk like that on the phone? Like, you talk like real, you know, quote unquote white. Mm-hmm. I said, no, that's not talking white. I'm just being respectful, sir. Right. I'm handling business. Yeah, I'm, I'm handling right. business. I that's said, my, it's, my it's business called, voice. Yeah, it's called mm-hmm. code switching. Mm-hmm. I said, it's not talking white, it's talking, you know, proper. It's mm-hmm. understanding that the person who you're on the phone with conducting business with, mm-hmm. like, it keeps your business thriving because right. they understand that, okay, this brother or slash sister can hold a conversation mm-hmm. and is articulate and I'm comfortable uh, with their tone mm-hmm. and feeling like, okay, I can trust this person at least over the phone mm-hmm. to give or get business from this person. Oh, that's good. So a lot of, a lot of you know, uh, I guess personal skills or social skills that we, that I try to instill, you know, and even try to keep myself, but give to the kids, you know, they, they're going to understand like, oh, that's why, mm-hmm. that's why, that's why. Yeah. But in your position, um, I applaud what you do and are Thank doing. You. Yeah, because I know it's 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 going to be a lot of hard work for you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but crazy. the fact that. We're going on vacation yeah. all May of next year. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, but the fact that you are willing to be in uh, that position and want to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Because that, that's the difference between you know, in it for the money and mm-hmm. in it for actual change. Right. You know, you want to do this. You know, people are just doing this because, hey, this was a good move financially. Yeah, yeah. that power play, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so if I could um, go ahead. just say a couple of things. As you were talking, um, code switching is interesting because I try not to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. You heard, I just was like, hey, mm-hmm. And so I get in trouble a lot because I walk <laughs> in my freedom. Like, seriously... This is really kind of me, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, every now and then I go a little more Jesus, right? But even that is still like Jesus and Cardi B have met at the <laughs> altar. <laughs> and so the reason for that is because there's a mayor, a mayoral candidate right now who was in his profile picture like with a beer and he's a, like a beer keg and he's a Caucasian guy. And I've worked with white women and white men and Asian women and Asian men who have come to work and cursed, they don't cold switch for anybody. Mm-hmm. What you see is what you get. And so when we talk about accountability to, to identity, I understand who and what I am. And I am tired of shucking and jiving. And so whatever my standard is, I'm a professional person, period. Even if I'm standing on the stage in front of four spark seniors saying period with them. I wasn't code switching. I'm talking to my audience in the vernacular that they understand. You were communicating. I'm communicating. And so it's so interesting that we still feel the need to try to be all things to all people. I made a comment the other day. They don't want me in city hall. They don't because it's, it's freeing to the people who are so close to not seeing themselves as slaves. Mm. Having somebody like me at the table upsets the apple cart because I'm going to say what I'm thinking and I'm going to tell you that's wrong. And I'm going to say, well, whoa, 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 over here we just said we're not doing this and why are we doing it? Because I, I haven't been bred in the culture of this longstanding political machine fist over fist, hand over hand, owing people money. I don't owe nobody nothing. And they're not going to punch me in my mouth. Mm. Ever. And so, Baltimore. You ain't going to punch me in my mouth, though. You ain't going to punch me in my mouth, though. But it's something freeing to that. (laughs) To the point like, yo, what you going to do to me? (laughs) Right. 
First of all, right. I've lost so many. You can't take nothing from me. Nothing. I, when people don't understand the grief and the trauma, it's like if you even understood what I have to do some days just to get up and go hard, you would get out of my way. Right? Mm. And so yeah, I operate. Yeah, that was good. I right. Well, nah, because I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Like, yeah. what you, because you don't like me, because you called a, a union. I don't play by say I'm from East Baltimore because you trying to say I'm from East Baltimore. First of all, you can't even understand how many properties I've owned and homes I've owned and cars I've owned and the money I had. Y'all don't even understand. But it's not about me. Right. It's about that mother who said, thank you for bringing me a basket of food. But my lights are out. I can't even preserve this food right now. Like get off of self. These politicians historically have created distrust. So I expect people to be distrustful. Mm-hmm. That's they right. If I slap you in your face every time I see you, eventually one day I'm going to say, hey, you can go like this. Mm-hmm. That is your right. You should distrust when there are more abandoned houses in our communities than ever before. When we getting up to three and 400 murders and, and they're not even reporting the shootings, the stabbings. We're at eight, 900. We don't hear those numbers. Why not? You should distrust. And I don't mean any harm. I'm not saying disengage. But I would be a lot more selfish with my vote. But people are hopeless. Yeah. They just, they tired, they hopeless. Many people don't come out because they're hopeless. And so somebody like me who says, listen, I don't know all the, the, the legal terms. I do understand that the city hall is our legislative body. I am a degreed professional. But y'all, we gonna work together. What, they, what they're doing isn't working. I've already been doing the work. You can Google me. I've been doing the work. I feed families. I get people jobs. I help people sustain their businesses at the stake of my own. Man, whatever. And so to your point, um, I, I, this morning's motivation, did you see it? Yeah. You saw it? Like, this morning? No, 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 no. The other, the song. Oh, yeah. So this morning's motivation was take Cobain's. I love my city. X about me and I bet they know me. Mm. That's how I wake myself up. Mm. Because no matter what you say, elected or not elected, the people I'm the people's choice. And so regardless of what happens voting day, whoever gets the job, we all got work to do. And so I get irritated when I see people, well, I'm out here for the people, and then they don't get elected and you'll never see them again. That's my, that was my, mm. the, the initial thing about my first question. It was like, I've worked on campaigns and like, yo, all right, you be, be lost. Right. Let's go knock on doors again. Facts. Facts. <laughs> and it just died. Everybody go back to their thing. I'm like, yo, what happened to all of the energy three days ago? Yeah. We was gung-ho knocking on doors. And now I'm like, yo, but we made so many connections. Right. Yo, we can still be the mayor of the city. We can still be the state delegate. Yes. We can still be the city council person for our district, the unofficial one. Yeah. And just everything just died, died down. That's it's, crazy it, to me. It's, it's, it's people in the city like right now, like, but not even on no politics stuff, but there's people in the city right now that are so well connected with everybody in the mm-hmm, city mm-hmm. and they low key are called the mayor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody, like ha- everybody has their personal like, mm-hmm. oh, that's the mayor. That's the right. mayor of Baltimore. But it's right. like people like that. Like, if I see you on an ad or if I mm-hmm. see you in TV, like, hey, I'm really about to start running for real. Mm-hmm. Like, the trust that you've developed within the city or the, the relatability that you've, re- that you've built in the city, like, your votes are going to carry. Like, everybody's going to get the word of mouth. And, you know, because we rely more in this day and age on social media, mm-hmm. the IGs, the sharing, the Twitter, everything mm-hmm. like that. When all of these things, you know, come together, plus your your uh, your street cred, ah, you know what I mean. My chicken box, 
you know, your, your street cred, and when you popping up to hole in the walls, and you going to, you know, you they catch you eating lunch at Sharif, so they catch you. Yeah, they, that's what I'm saying. They they catch you eating. That's eat. in the district, too, ain't it? Uh-uh. Cool. No, nope. oh, so Sharif's is in the ninth. Mm. So it's so I'm crazy. Sorry. So just so you guys understand, in 2011, there was another redistricting that happened. Gerrymandering. And gerrymandering. So, and, and so we can literally be on one side of the street and be in the district, be on the other side and out of the district, right? And so because of that, we meet really good people, to your point, right? The street cred bringing the people out. We meet really good people who don't understand on April 28th, I'm not going to be on their ballot. They can't understand it. And so we spend so much time educating people. And because it does not matter if I win or if I don't win, if my people are not empowered to hold me accountable to keep their voice in City Hall. And so we have spent so much time registering people mm-hmm. and educating people. And and the politicians are like, yeah, she's going to lose because she's doing too much community stuff. Like they have already told me. In their opinion, I'm going to lose because all you're supposed to be doing is knocking on doors, knocking on doors, knocking on doors, knocking on doors. But what if you came on this side of North Avenue? Just what if? You understand? What if you gave that woman who said 20 years ago when she voted for Kirk Schmoke and then he didn't come to her community's Christmas party, she's never voting again. What if you gave her hope? What's your story? Kirk Anderson. Like when I was interning in Annapolis. For the the chairman of the Economic Matters Committee, oh, he, he he's a H and I C. Yo, from from my district that I grew up in, the Forty Third, mm-hmm. Kirk Anderson went and uh, meet with me. I just want to say hi, like yo, you got somebody at Bowie from the district. I'm I'm interning, yo, yo, somebody you got you got a success story from the from the from the district. He ain't never beating me. I was like, I vowed wow. never to vote for him again. Wow. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it happens. My incumbent, the inc- not my incumbent, my incumbent, but the incumbent. <laughs> uh, he, I called him for almost nine months. Called, emailed, chased him down right. after my cousin was killed, and I was like, "Yo, oh, okay, no, you gonna see me? Mm-hmm. You gonna see me? You know?" And so he saw me. He thinked it. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. Like just a little bit. Just it's yeah. slightly off topic, but mm-hmm. on topic. I went to I was on I I was a, a date to a Christmas party, right? Mm-hmm. To a corporate. Indeed. Yeah. I was Yeah. So so I was a date to a a corporate Christmas party. So me, you know, the outside, I don't know anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. They like we'll sit at this table cuz this is the table that we're sitting at. I'm like, "All right, bet. Hey, how's everybody doing?" Looking like a whole snack. Yeah, I got. Girl, I thought that was a cat. I was like, "What is rolling?" What I'm sorry. A bottle I, fell. I didn't rolling. get to play at all. Because he was like, "What's happening? What's, what's rolling?" What's oh happening? yeah. So <laughs> so I'll be at the table we mingling, mixing and I'm like, "Hey, how's everybody doing?" You know, I got the drinks are good, so you know, mind you, I'm myself, I'm joking and Meeting everybody, so being yeah, you know, being me. So then uh, we get on the dance floor. There was a song that was played. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm on the on the dance floor next to what I didn't know at the time was the president and vice president of the company. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Oh man, I like your shoes. I had my smooth criminals on. Ah, smooth criminals on that okay. night. You know? It was a great Gatsby thing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, we dressed the party. It was nice. So you know, then the after party took place at the nice little bar and we're talking. I got the president. We at the bar talking about bourbons and whiskey. This was this year. Last year. Oh, okay. So how old is the baby now? The baby. Anyway, I'm sorry. Finish it. I told you I still need a You tried it. Right. <laughs> On this next episode right, right. of You Tried It. Girl, you tried it. <laughs> Starring Toy Rose. Right. Exactly. But, but it was just a matter of. <laughs> I, you tried it. Yeah, right. I like that. But um, 
you know, I'm talking to him. We were talking about bourbons and fashion and everything like that. And, you know, he was like, hey, you know, like, put your money. I bought him a drink. I said, yo, try this. Boom. It's on me. Don't worry about it. Try this one. Try that one. And he's like, nah, well, why don't you try this? Boom. We just picking up. So after that, my good 15 minutes, we walked off and he left. And, and like, I, I lied to you, not my date plus like five other people. I said, oh, my God, do you know who that was? Uh, no. That was Jim. Right. As far as I know, it was Rick. Uh, right, right. We call each other Bean name. Yeah. Jim, Jim Bean. Okay. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was like, no, that, that was the president mm-hmm. of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what did you guys talk about? Uh, Bourbon. Liquor. <laughs> right, like, drinks. Like, oh, my God. I said, well, I told my date. I said, well, I just want to let you know, you got a, you got an office coming to you probably Monday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ah. so, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was confused about what was happening. Yeah, but but to that, you know, when when people, as as far as the, you know, meeting people and and not really seeing the other side of them, I'm like, why why have to be fearful of wanting to get to know that? Like, just oh, yeah. be yourself. Walk up to them, say, hey, how you doing? You know, or even if, just treat them as if you know they from around the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because a lot of times we see the, you know, the the head person or the, you know, we're like, hey, 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 how are you? Uh, my name. Yeah. Why? Like, like what's, yeah. up? what's up, man? Yeah. You want to, we got some hot pockets over here in the corner. You know, you want to get you a little hot pocket? Yeah, of course you do. Come on, man. Get this little pepperoni hot. Yeah, you know, you don't. Yeah. Well, some of it is also when people have never had measures of success. And so with my team right now, we have about, about. I would say 12 to 14 people. We've consistently kind of been around that number. And we can be out, you know, five deep, 10 deep, 20 deep. And people will bypass my entire team because I'm the candidate, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't carry it like that. I'm the candidate, but I'm nothing without my team, right? And my team, everybody at my team is a leader, successful business person, master degree, lawyer. You understand? Like, because you gotta sit with people. If you, it, it's like we all eat, right? And so, I know I don't want to be the smartest at the table. I don't want to be the only person at the table making waves. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to disrespect my people because you think that I'm the figure that you need to get close to. Not understanding that I might be the connector, but she's the key and he's the plug and mm-hmm. you the switch. Without one of us, we're yep. inadequate, right? And Very so, true. Kiana made a point the other day about like some of the. The, the men that are playing games and throwing, uh, you know, shade and all of this stuff. And she said, well, they've never had a measure of success. And that's why they went into politics. And so when you talk about fragile egos, they now, say fail. a real fragile male ego. Say, oh. say it fully. I mean, yeah, <laughs> male, male, male ego, yeah. egos. And, well, and I say that because male is relative. <laughs> Male by birth, but anyway, I digress. They males. I mean, most. Wait. (laughs) Well, so so Kiana and next episode, keep trying. Well, no. So what I mean by that is, and this is not a shot at any particular one person or two, two Z's or three Z's. What I'm talking about is the culture of men, men. Right. So I'm talking a culture. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about a specific person. And so a culture of men that act more feminine than they should. That gossip, that start drama, like all of those things, right? And so that, and we see a lot of that because politics is more of a male-dominant environment. And so because what what happens is then if they've never been anyone, Mm. you've never been the boss, you've never had an office, you've never had a title, Mm. that's your thing. And so for me, this little, what is it, 60,000, 70,000, whatever they go on, I made that. 
been there, done that. You know, and I'm not double that. Double Which that. is interesting. Like politicians, yeah. poli- yeah. people that hold political uh, political office don't make a lot of money. No, and it's a thankless job. Yeah, and so it, and you always up for it's always an interview. Always. Yeah, you always trying to keep your job. Always trying to keep your job, and you always trying to teach, uh, uh, convince someone to rehire you, hire, rehire. And so I walk differently. I walk like I should already be there because I've already had measures of success. You've had measures of success why you can go and talk to a VP or whatever and just see him as a person and not see this title. We're not fearful of people. It also makes me question if you're really from Baltimore because most times we don't be shook about people. Like, yo. That's real. <laughs> yeah, you know so, what I Sometimes mean? to a fault, but. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Do you right. think that's because uh, uh, an explosion of single parents, you know, growing up specifically mm-hmm. single mothers raising young men so you don't get necessarily that masculine energy in the household? Mm. Um, I say that at times. Got on the mic, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Got on the mic. <laughs> Got Thank on the you. Mic. You caught me. So I say, uh, for the most part, that I see most males who have uh, female tendencies when it comes to the gossiping and talking and things like that. Um, from my experience, um, more feminine because I, I still know that men talk probably a lot more than women do even though they try to make like we we talk mm-hmm. more but i promise you oh, women no. don't tell as much as men nearly tell. as much nearly as much because we don't really want her to know really yeah. what it's about and so we don't tell as much but mm-hmm. men talk a lot when it comes to certain things but the gossiping like just kind of the cattiness I find that most times they were raised by their mom and their grandmama or you were like, you know, the only male in the house or you maybe you had a brother. Y'all were, you know, the boys or the men of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only had very few instances where there was a male who had a father figure in the house. And then in those cases, the father was just in the house. Or a weak father. Yeah. And so there's yeah. a difference from mm-hmm. like really having a dad, you know, a father like y'all going fishing, y'all playing ball, y'all doing those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, for the two men, I know they grew up with a father figure in the house. Like they knew that their father went to work. But there was still not like this whole like, you know, you my son yeah, and we roughing it. I'm teaching you how to, you know, mm-hmm. be a man. Mm-hmm. But you do know you got to go to work every day and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to pay some bills. So I think it's the dynamic of what it is. And so I think also, too, um, I have said this quite often lately is that Baltimore quote is becoming and some people say it already is the new atlanta Mm -hmm. um and so mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. there has been um the emergence (laughs) of um the baltimore dl scene oh that that atlanta i thought oh um and so you know i will say and sitting in this place you know at times i tell Tori, and i just go back to being an accountant at my desk and us just doing our business and me not knowing some of the things yeah. I know now um, because you just look at people, you be like, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's rough. Like kind of knowing some of these things now about people, about things and seeing my city in a different light as mm-hmm. opposed to somebody, you know, when we were just in a community helping, mm-hmm. you know, like you say, y'all, you feed in the community, you're right. doing stuff. You just want to give back and help because you're there and now being inside this political quote arena, yeah. it now makes it just totally different mm-hmm. than like, can we just go back to doing what we was doing yeah. without all of this, mm-hmm. you know, hating and whatever else. And, you know, people, people do a lot of 
dumb things when they fear and they're scared. Mm -hmm. And so we know that people are, they see the campaign, they see Tory, they see the team, because there Mm -hmm. also been comments and conversations about people on the team as a threat. And so it is a fear, like, man, if she get in, you understand that we live by motto, she win, we all win. Mm -hmm. And so really you have this few who feel like they, they only want, you know, this this wealth and this power and the hookups for them, mm-hmm. you know. And so wh- while a lot of political figures don't make a lot of money, it comes with a lot of perks. Mm-hmm. And keeping it real, they want the perks because mm-hmm. it's almost like I say, you know, those of us who are educators and teachers, people used to say, if you can't, if you can't do, you teach. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I feel like now looking at how people, some people are going into politics, it's like if you can't do, you can't make it, you politic. Mm-hmm. And so those who have now now use mm. politics to kind of maneuver they'll be the run boy i won't use the other word mm-hmm. you know the gopher if they have to just to get in mm-hmm. just because you want somebody to know your name like mm-hmm. that's where politics has become in the mm-hmm. city like mm-hmm. are you serious mm-hmm. so i think that is where you know it's going to and it's kind of like sad it's like you know go out and make a name for yourself mm-hmm. you know you they're using our city they're using the back of our city to try to make a name for themselves. Yep. Because otherwise, wouldn't nobody know who you was? Not at all. Not at all. They wouldn't know you. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I like that. With that, I'll say, I hope they remember you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Fading away. So when you, uh, when you running, bro. When you running, short. I ran. I already sorry, ran. Yeah. I ran on Conway ticket. Much. <laughs> Never running again. And work. Can you come work for the campaign? Sure. What you doing? What you need me to do? Oh, what's we'll how you off camera? All right, too easy. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm but no, we we we're what? always looking for. I just want him to punch people in the face and elbow. Oh, that's right. yeah, 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 that's yeah, my yeah. Oh, okay. That's, then, that's, that's my that's my cheetah. Oh that's yeah, you got keep. That is so funny. See, yeah. yes, give me another one. Because you know it's it's hard because I'm normally, and so ah, uh, yeah. so it's almost like God, you you chose the chick that was gonna cut the ear off. Yo, why would you do that? Right. Everybody on this team though was if you, all the disciples had was right. was shooters for real. They was. Yeah. I get it. But, but <laughs> shitty, shitty, Chris. Right. But, shitty, but shitty. This one, my whole posture changed sometimes, and she'd be like, mm, "It's time to go." No cut cards. Not in there. Uh. Not ever. And so, may not always be a good thing. You know, I mean, there are people who don't want a city council woman. Who is as authentic as me? The city doesn't even want a, a woman mayor. Let's oh, keep it one hundred percent. And they, they persecute want, yeah, women yeah. in politics. None of those mayors had done women mayors. Those two had done anything any different than any of the men mayors, exactly. governors, city council people, presidents, whomever, pastors. You understand? Mm. And so what I what I always ask is, where is my Calvary? Because at the end of the day, if they persecuted them, if y'all don't think they're going to come for me. And so even with me moving my son, I moved my son. He's always been in public school, but I moved him from a school. So I had to kill nobody on this campaign because the Mm. second time I found out that someone called my son's school to find out if he really was a student there, I almost hung up my campaign hat. And pulled that's out. real. That's a different thing. Yeah. It's a oh, really different thing. Because it's like even back, you leave you leave kids out of it. That's like that's one of them codes. You leave kids, parents, There's civilians no out of it. There's no yeah, because yeah, uh, no I know. Speaking of hanging up shit, I almost hung my my uh, my BDUs up <laughs> last night or two nights ago. 
Cause I don't know One of the kids said something, something All I heard was daughter Oh they mm. said something about baby girl Dang. It doesn't matter which, which, which child it was Which daughter yeah. Yeah. Who's all daughter I, All I heard was daughter yeah. And like Yeah 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 so like right. I, When That's I tell you yeah. no, When I you tell don't. you Like I ran up Yeah 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 And I felt like a, I felt my hand getting mm-hmm. Pulled back mm-hmm. I said I'm gonna tell you something God is on your side tonight. Oh baby uh-huh. The real kind mm-hmm. Cause I'm telling you like this Huh? I stand Denzel by it. I'll bring the wings and the water. Too easy. Wings in the freezer. We, right. uh, you would have got up out of here tonight, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no graduation, huh? <laughs> stand like in bay. You want your ten percent? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's different. So no, they don't want women in politics. They don't want women. Um, and and let's be honest. I mean, I can throw this out here and be very happy about it. I ain't sleeping with nobody to get to where I gotta go, mm. and so that makes me a little different. Yeah, I'm not. You re- a threat? Yeah, I'm not really related threat, yeah. to anyone in any current political office that can make a phone call and help a sister out. And I ain't sleeping, humping, loving my way to the top, and and that is uh, what people expect from politicians, not just women, but from politicians. Because we know some men are sleeping their way <laughs> to the top. And, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate. So, what, oh, yeah, baby, the real kind. So what do we do in a volatile environment where 2020 is going to be so critically important? We educate oh. and empower the people to choose the person that they think. That was Jesus working. Yes, <laughs> right, right there, right there. That they think is the best fit for them. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We educate them, and even the people going to show up, what they not. That's real. Yeah, I, we could go in a lot of directions. I still got a list of questions we oh ain't even goodness. got to. What time is it? It's uh, time to give some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we yeah. I'm, I'm, ten of ten. Lord Jesus, I told y'all we could be there next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Too easy. So I right, might ask my last question then. Mm-hmm. What? Go. Oh yeah. <laughs> One question, then we're going to get out of here. Hopefully, we can still go grab some new all-wings and uh, do that. So, you've been to D.C. You've been to the Museum of African-American History Mm -hmm. and Culture. Mm -hmm. Um, How many times have you been? Once. Only once? Yeah. You did the whole thing? I've had um, tickets three times. I just couldn't make it. Yeah. yeah, Well, I kept giving them to other kids and things Uh, like that. And so, I did 75% of the museum that one time I went. You did the bottom? The bottom. Then part of the top. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with you. But you was talking me. You sink me. Chill. chill. <laughs> I can research like a scorn black woman. So. I see. I see. <laughs> so, so you know when you go through. And, First and, of all, I can research <laughs> like a scorn black woman. Love it. Oh, I just. Yeah. So you know when you uh when you finish the bottom level, there's like a reflecting pool yeah. because you know the slavery portion is so uh so can can be traumatized traumatizing triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, so you sit through the reflecting pool, reflecting pool. Excuse me. You walk outside. Um, and someone grabs you. They was like, "Oh, uh, uh, Congresswoman, uh, uh, Councilwoman uh, Rose, uh, we were looking for you." You like looking for me? And they grab your arm. And they bring you to the podium. Mm-hmm. So they was like, "All right, great. It's your turn to speak." You look out. It's a sea of a million people. Mm-hmm. You look closer. It's a million black people. Mm-hmm. It's a million black men. You at the real brother much? Mm-hmm. And you, it's your t- chance to ask a million black men one question. What do you ask? How can I serve you? Ooh. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> Satan and Jesus took over. Yeah, yeah. They, they both answered because I was the one be awesome. Right. Well, because the reality is yeah. for everybody who lets Satan talk to them, 
they're not gonna make any impact in our community. Mm. You here for the wrong reasons, right. bro. I was about to say something, bro. And I, so for that, the other four hundred thousand that's actually there. <laughs> <to me. laughs> you gotta have balance, though. University's nah, I get it. No, yeah. that, was, that was a joke. How, yeah. How can you serve? <clears throat> um, I need you to do your best as as council member mm-hmm. to bring light to our community. To bring Canton to our community, mm-hmm. to bring Fed Hill mm-hmm. to our community, you know, to bring Fells Point to our community, to bring uh, Cockeysville mm-hmm. to our community, to let people understand that we're humans too. Mm-hmm. We this is a great community to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's history, there's culture in our community. Um, you can buy a home, a home, a town home, a row house mm-hmm. in our community and live next to me. You don't have to wait till they price me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let people know we're human as well. Experience our food, experience our culture, mm-hmm. sharing it. So I can experience your culture mm-hmm. and experience uh, you as well. So mm-hmm. shed light. That's how you could, could serve us, serve me best. That's awesome. But we mm-hmm. have to work together. How so? So I need your help as the man, as the head of this community. Mm-hmm. I need you outside of your house. You know, That's we deep. tell church, come outside the walls. I need you outside your walls. I need you not to chastise your brother, but to love your brother. Mm. I need you to hold your brother accountable when he throws trash in the street. Mm. When you hear him cursing and using vulgarity and you see a woman walking, let's go back to old school. I need us to bring the community out and I need you to lead it. Because our sons don't need to to consistently see women and men fighting for power. But instead, they need to see men protecting their communities Mm -hmm. and women women serving in a way that it sustains the community that's real if you be the head i be the body and we can do this together mm. that's deep you be the head i be the body what about you Kyle? Hmm. he's still hugging you sir mm. hey girl <laughs> <laughs> <Nah. laughs> <laughs> yeah nah i would say um how can you serve me um just give me nourish my mind you know, feed me, mm-hmm. feed me what I need to uh, help better protect you. Mm. Feed me, like give me all the food of thought, food for knowledge, food, everything that I need to to help you um, or help me better back you up. Mm-hmm. Because in this day and age, we just we're not so supportive mm-hmm. of each other and we don't have the quote-unquote food Mm -hmm. that you know teaches us that you know a Mm well-balanced meal that says hey if you eat these this Mm -hmm. is what gives you the strength to do this if you Mm -hmm. eat this this is what's going to heighten this sense all you know every food that we eat heightens a sense Mm -hmm. heightens you know muscles it 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 gives us you know like they say fish is the best for the brain Mm -hmm. oranges Mm -hmm. are iron levels and Mm -hmm. potassium and all of these things so Mm -hmm. You know, when we don't, and I'll just, when I say we, I mean we as men, you mm-hmm. know, and, and especially for our younger generation, when we don't get our, our proper nourishment, mm-hmm. we can't function well. We can't mm-hmm. serve you right. Oh, yeah. So, you know, all I would say is, you know, just, just serve us the food that we need so that way we can be who we are supposed to be for you. Mm-hmm. And when I say for you, I mean as our women. Yeah. I'm going to introduce you guys to this um, organization called the Urban Oasis. I've been helping them uh, get signatures for alley uh, gating and 
they're creating a green space and so it's it's going to be like fully uh, irrigated in a way that the natural rainwater helps sustain the space and you know there's going to be a garden there and, and i mean just it's such a dope concept and we also have been working with farmer now and he has uh you know the farm city weeds and i mean there's so much especially right here in district seven that people are sleeping on and so again though i need you king to duplicate yourself and our princess you find a boy a son who is not of your dna and love him like he is and then what will then happen is it's the eskimo effect i love eskimos because you know how people talk about eskimo kisses but how the eskimos reproduce mm. they do it in the dark man woman man woman you don't know if it's your wife or his wife or whose wife mm. And then when the children are born, they're ours, mm. not yours, not you and your wives. They belong to us. And so when we get back to these babies, these children, these young people and our brothers belonging to us, we will stop thinking because I live in Reservoir Hill and you live in Sandtown that that is your issue. It is our issue. And so, King, I need you to duplicate yourself. While I feed you, I need you to feed your brothers because... It has to be a generational shift, and it has to be deliberate and purposeful because we were deliberately targeted. Mm -hmm. It has been purpose for us not to have fresh food, water, markets, access to capital, housing, hospitals. It's been deliberate. And what do we say in a city that is predominantly black? Who's the man? We the man. We the man. Power has become the man. Yeah. So I'm here to serve you guys. That was real, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank we gotta you. come back. Please, yeah. please. We ain't even get into that. To we ain't really get we ain't into get into it. it. But, but we right. had to. We needed 17 yeah. hours to really <laughs> jump into it. Nah. That's so, offline. We so, can talk yeah. offline. So tell the people one last time how they can find you. How they can how they can support you. We need your support. Um, www.vote. That's V O T E. Uh, Tori T-O-R-I Rose R-O-S-E Dot com Vote Tori Rose Dot com You can also find me On social media Instagram And Facebook At Elect Tori Rose So on Facebook It's Elect Tori Rose Instagram It's Elect Underscore Tori Rose But I'm Googleable Twitter I'm Googleable And Twitter It's Elect Tori Rose And it's Tori Rose The Connector But if you Google me Tori Rose Baltimore Every good thing is me. Anything okay. you see bad, amen. It's, it's, it's the other Tory Rose. It's the other Tory Rose. Yeah. So, yes, huh? thank you. Follow, call, come out, send an email, send a request, donate some money, and donate some time. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, Key. Okay. So, anything else, Kyle? No, I'm good. I'm ready. Get Let's go. I'm ready. Kyle's All right, good. get us out of there. Get us out of here. You going to sing? Sorry. What? No. <laughs> and now it's time. So, to say um,. Goodbye. No, nah, honestly, we, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything that you are are doing and going to do for this city. Uh, you know, not just the district, but the whole entire city and, you know, eventually the world. Because, Thank you. Come on now. I received that. Huh? But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so this was a very, very great episode. I'm glad that we all had the chance to meet and yeah. talk. Shout and out to Fly Nerd, who... Uh, Connected yes. us. Yes. Uh, Andre, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mimi. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Mimi. Thank you, Mimi, so, so much. When, when Olivia was, uh, Ra Ra was 
selling tutus at Western Night. Oh, Andre, nice. uh, Andre oh, was behind him. We, that yeah, night. yeah, that okay, night. Okay, awesome, yeah, so. awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, but you know, we, we're going to get up out of here. We're going to eat. We're going to bring y'all on our show. Get some more food yeah, for yeah. thought. We didn't even get to talk about uh, the connect. That's all right. Yeah, so I got, got, us. I got a little right, bit right. of I got, Can I got we a be there Tuesday? Ooh, Tuesday. Y'all coming Tuesday? To the show? You off on Tuesday, right? Am I off? Whoa, 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 whoa. I edited that. Come on, let's click. (laughs) As always, man, love love life and and libations. Yes. We gotta, we gotta, we have to reassess how we react. You know what I mean? I think that we've been known as as hip hop to make songs, and that's a part of it. And then we gotta, we gotta go a step further because I think that it's like a disease in your body. Once you start giving it a treatment, it'll get immune to the treatment. Mm -hmm. And you gotta try something else to kill that disease. Protest music is important. I think that YG was a genius. Fuck where your hoes at, but where your roads at? Where your backbone, nigga, where your coat at? Where your down since day one, real bros at? Where them stories that you telling unfold at? Where your heart, nigga, where your soul at? We got old school ways we expose at. Ain't no guarantees, but you know that. Niggas die every day, can't control that. 